Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're in college football week seven here this week. Uh, we're ready to get into some previews. Interesting slate of games uh, this week. No real, real, I, I put high profile game, but a lot of, uh, I'd say, important uh, type games throughout the uh, conference slate this week. What do you uh, think about the slate this week, Dynamite? Yeah, it's it's another not so big one, but you know we're we're getting fewer and fewer big games as as teams lose and drop some, and uh, and you just have fewer undefeateds left. Uh, you know, and then there's some good games on paper this week, but then when you really look at it, you're like, is that team really worthy of a you know top fifteen ranking? Like you look at Georgia and Kentucky, you know that should be you know two undefeated SEC teams in week seven. Uh, but can Kentucky really hang with them? I don't know. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that's the first uh, two, like, uh, top 10 <laughs> matchup where there's a 22-point spread uh, on yeah. the game overall. You know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, like uh, I, I was looking a little bit at that Pittsburgh-Virginia Tech game, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the metrics and a lot of the power rankings have Pittsburgh really, really high. That, I think that's a really important ACC game, but it, it's not really like a sexy matchup where you play in your party. Everybody, let's uh, come yeah. watch Pitt and Vautech. But, uh, you know, it, it might be the thing that ends up deciding the ACC. You have the Oklahoma State-Texas game. Uh, you know, how will Texas bounce back? Uh, Iowa goes on the road to Purdue. That's an interesting matchup. I wouldn't call it a, a great game, but uh, – just a lot of interesting matchups, I think. Uh, I think especially with Ohio State and Notre Dame, you know, off this week, uh, along with a couple other teams, it probably thins out the slate a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, interesting games uh, this week if we just maybe don't have quite the marquee matchup. Uh, one of them that uh, probably was a lot more interesting in the preseason, uh, Cincinnati versus Central Florida here. Yeah. Uh, you know, this one took – a really big hit when Dylan Gabriel got hurt in that um, uh, Louisville game. But, uh, you know, Central Florida found a way to win that Eastern Carolina game. And Eastern Carolina had been pretty uh, hot, uh, nonetheless, coming off that bad loss for Central Florida uh, to Navy there. But they uh, won a 2016 game. I don't know the last time Central Florida uh, played a defensive shootout type game. But uh, anyway, uh, Cincinnati uh, coming off a big win last week at Temple. Uh, that came off Notre Dame. Uh, what do you make of this game? Cincinnati's a pretty big favorite here at uh, around 21 and a half is probably hovering around the number. What do you make of this game? Well, I think I think Cincinnati needs to do all they can do to uh, to impress as many people as they can. So uh, these, this is one of those games they're going to have to come out and really take care of business because their, their schedule's not doing them any favors. So uh, this is one where I think, you know, the, the score margin is really going to come into play here when it comes down to them versus a, a one-loss team at the end of the year and they're going to need like I said they're going to need all the resume they can get uh, I think they should win this game but that's that's an awfully large spread and Cincinnati's been a little up and down and a little inconsistent they've taken care of business but they haven't looked like that solid team you know from first quarter through fourth quarter 
Yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned it, uh, you know, Cincinnati's schedule. Uh, we looked at it coming into the preseason, and we were like, oh, this is a pretty tough schedule. But unfortunately, Indiana has been uh, yeah. just brutal. And then uh, Notre Dame, uh, well, they did get that win at Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, I, I don't know if we call it a win, but they uh, came out on top, I think we'll uh, go with there. But uh so that Notre Dame wins about all they have to hang their hat on. Uh, you know, you looked at this game in the preseason, you were like, oh, this is going to be, you know, a, a matchup for the conference title. You know, UCF, due to the Dylan Gabriel injury, has fallen off. Uh, you know, Smooth's still up there. So uh, that's probably what they're going to have to ride on if uh, uh, SMU can hang in there. Uh, you know, uh, I haven't mentioned it lately, but uh, Houston is uh, – is, Coming into form, we'll say. Uh, they're off this week, but uh, I don't know if we trust Houston yet, but uh, they are a good team right now after the uh, miscalculation of the opening week versus Texas Tech. Uh, so maybe you those still have two, that preseason bet uh, with them still winning have the, the conference? preseason bet. It's, it's looking much better now than it was after the <laughs> opening week, uh, but I, I still don't know if I quite trust them yet. But uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, this game uh, was probably a, you know, five to eight point uh, spread game. If uh, Dylan Gabriel's in there, yeah. uh, it jumps to 21. I, I just don't see a lot of value really on either side here. I, I, I haven't seen quite enough from Central Florida to really want to jump on them. And uh, last week versus T Temple was really the first game you can say Cincinnati just uh, dominated someone uh, from the start and really put it on them uh, so maybe they're ready to do that every week but uh, I just don't know if I trust Cincinnati uh, quite yet to cover this 21 yeah. point spread yeah Cincinnati they're still a team that you know they could they they could come out strong and then all of a sudden you know turn over here turn over there and they're out of a game against somebody they should be in with so uh, like I said I just I look for them to – they need to take that next step to, to be a dominant team if they want to get into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, we'll move on to the Big 12. Texas playing Oklahoma State here. Uh, Oklahoma State coming in 5-0. and Texas coming off that uh, – uh, I don't know what to call that loss uh, last week. Uh, I know Ooh. it hurt you a yeah. whole lot, and I think you flicked the TV off maybe at 28-7 thinking uh, we got a victory in the bag with the plus there, and uh, then Oklahoma made the uh, – well, smart move. Finally, Spencer Rattler benched, and uh, Oklahoma proceeded to score. I what was it, thirty-five unanswered points there? Yeah, I was uh, I was listening to some games on the radio driving, and uh, heard the update on that one. I was like, all right, got that one. You know, Texas plus three and a half, solid. And then I go back and I hear that you know Oklahoma's going for the game-winning field goal, and I was like, oh, good. I still got the plus three and a half, and you know they're lining the ball up with a you know a simple you know, dive play, and he takes it to the house. Uh, <laughs> bad, bad beat there. Yeah, that one uh, uh, but, was uh, not fun. It, it cost <laughs> me a parlay. I think it cost you a, a straight bet, didn't change. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm interested about this. see this game because, you know, a lot of people are still really sleeping on Oklahoma State, uh, kind of in the same way they were sleeping on Oklahoma, just not really any pretty wins, uh, just a lot of ugly, you know, grind it out against teams they really shouldn't have to grind it out but they're getting it done uh and Oklahoma State's probably playing the best defense in the Big 12 I know that's not saying a whole lot but uh we'll be it'll be interesting to see if they can slow down this Texas offense which 
uh, you know, did pretty well, uh, you know, got off of that huge lead and really didn't drop off a whole lot against Oklahoma, but uh, just quit playing defense and, and let Oklahoma yeah. get back in that game. But uh, Texas offense is still running pretty good. Uh, so it'll, it'll be an interesting matchup with them in Oklahoma State. See if Texas still has any fight left in them for this season. Yeah, I, I'm really interested about this game. A part of me really wants to take uh, Oklahoma State here uh, coming off a bye. And, uh, you know, what sort of mindset will Texas be in? I, I think they were all hyped up thinking they were ready to win the Big 12 uh, there last week. And then at 28-7, to 7, really probably thought they were about to win the Big 12. And then they dropped that game. Now they have to go into this tough game with Oklahoma State. And, uh, you know, you lose that Oklahoma game, you lose this Oklahoma State game and then bam uh your big team big 12 uh dreams are dead there uh the thing i i just is making me hesitant to sort of grab oklahoma state here is i just don't know if they'll have the offense here mm -hmm. uh to slow down texas i i think that defense is really really good it, it hasn't really played an offense we probably put uh, to the level of this Texas team yet so far this season. I, I'd probably say Baylor might be the best offense they've played so far this year, uh, which I don't think is a true test. So going down there on the road, I haven't fully uh, made myself want to grab this Oklahoma State uh, just because I don't know if this defense is that legit to slow down a Texas team like this. Well, well you said it, you know, one thing to look at here, Oklahoma State coming off a bye, Texas coming off that huge – emotional letdown of, of dropping that game in the end that they had won in, in, in one of the biggest rivalries in the country. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd have to lean Oklahoma State here. I don't have a play in this game, but if I were to have to pick a side, I'd lean Oklahoma State. Uh, just not enough there to convince me to take it. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, this might be thrown into a parlay uh, a little bit later in the week. Uh, not too much later because uh, those games are tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit later as in tomorrow. So uh, I... I'm interested to see if this Oklahoma State team, if they can go down there and win in Texas, uh, I, I think they legit probably become the favorites here to uh, win the Big 12 uh, with, you know, wins over Texas, wins over Baylor. Those are probably the two uh, other best teams other than Oklahoma in the Big 12 right now. So uh, if they can pull this one off, I, I think we sort of got to just push it where uh, Oklahoma State's probably one of the best teams in the Big 12. Uh, doing it a way we haven't really seen, but uh, getting yep. it done nonetheless. All right, uh, we'll move on to this one. Uh, Arkansas coming off that uh, tough loss to Ole Miss. Uh, really uh, just a back and forth game where nobody could uh, stop anyone at all, but uh, go for it on that two-point conversion play, uh, which, you know, it looked I, like I really don't have a problem with the going for the two. Uh, but let's run a play that you've maybe practiced once before. Yeah, I know. It the, looked uh, like they never even tried that play in their life. Yeah, that, that play call overloading <laughs> that side and then sprinting out uh, to that side, it, it just sort of uh, – it just left me confused. You know uh, how much I hate uh, just that sprint out on the goal line anyway where you cut off, you know, three-fourths of your field. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that just I'll leaves that linebackers who's sitting in coverage over there just to come in and rush the passer, which is what you did, which blew up the play and game yeah, over. Yeah, I love – I love the play call, uh, like the going for two. Uh, yeah. I think in that kind of game, you you keep you keep the you know you decide the game in, in your hands right then and there. You don't give them a shot to take it. Uh, I like that, but 
you've got to have something in in the bag that you can execute when that time comes. And that just looked like it was just a mess on the field. Yeah. That, that, I think you could have either gone right back to the same play that you just scored the touchdown on. It looked like Old Miss had no clue how to guard that, uh, you know, back line crossing route. There were three receivers open on that play and one uh, defensive back safety in that area. You could have gone right back to that. I, I'm not sure Old Miss would have adjusted uh, at that point. And then just the simple, you got that tank of a quarterback you know, line him up, have him bulldoze and, you know, go for it there. It just seemed overcomplicated. And then you cut off half your field. And uh, I didn't like that, but uh, Arkansas did bounce back, did get the cover in that one. Uh, match up with Auburn here, who uh, after looking, I, I don't want to good, quote unquote, uh, versus LSU. But uh, apparently that's a little easier than we thought because uh, Kentucky's offense uh, looked like a freight train versus LSU the week after that. Uh, looked uh, really, really poor once again versus uh, Georgia last week. What do you make of this Auburn-Arkansas game uh, here? Yeah, I. It, it'll, it's really going to be a curious to see, you know, which which team still has the the motivation to keep going? I think at this point, you know, Arkansas's had uh, a couple letdowns here, uh, one bigger than the other, uh, and then you know Auburn got that big win, uh, and then let down last week. So uh, it'll it'll be see who bounced back uh, the best. But I I don't know if Arkansas can do offensively against Auburn what they did against Ole Miss. Uh, so. I'd, I'd probably have to lean Auburn here just uh, because I think their offense can move the ball a little bit more consistently. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I would think Arkansas is going to win this game uh, just because I think they might actually be the better team here. Uh, but where I get a little bit is that spread. Uh, this just feels like a, a field goal game there at the end. Uh, probably not all that pretty to watch. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just would be reticent to – take that minus four and a half. Now, that being said, Arkansas hasn't really played a lot of home games in this, uh, you know, massive stretch of games here. Uh, the only question I'd have about that is they have run through a, a real gauntlet here. And, you know, this might be the easiest game they've had in the last five weeks, uh, which is sort of saying something here. So, you know, I, I don't trust Auburn, so I definitely would not touch that four and a half. I mean, they could just as easily roll over and uh, get beat here if Arkansas starts smashing them in the mouth. Uh, but with the schedule that Arkansas has had and uh, with that number being a little bit higher than I'd want, I, I definitely going to leave it alone. But uh, I, I do think Arkansas probably uh, sneaks this game out here. All right, let's move on to uh, a game that uh, probably everybody had as a big-time matchup. But uh, – is now a nooner. <laughs> so uh, Florida goes to LSU. I, yeah. I'd like to know the last time Florida LSU was a nooner. Uh, probably Kentucky, yes. Kentucky bumped them both out of the 330 time slot. Yeah, I know. Uh, this probably was in the mid-80s, uh, <laughs> the last time these two teams were uh, a noon game. But uh, uh, Florida goes there, 12-point favorites in LSU. I, I'd be... A little scared of taking that, but uh, 
I don't know what sort of life LSU has after uh, what we've uh, seen the last two weeks. And uh, honestly, I, I was more than anything shocked that uh, Ed yeah. is still employed. <laughs> I, I think at this point, they're just not going to do a midseason firing because uh, I'd say it's already done. Uh, yeah. I don't see him coming back from these losses, uh, especially with, you know, the off the field issues this past year. Uh, just, I, he, he's, he just, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, just didn't have it this year. They've got talent on this team, but yeah, can't that's go. what I don't understand. The talents there and they are getting yeah. rolled that, uh, game versus Kentucky, uh, was just embarrassing. Uh, yeah, you know. I think, I think, uh, Joe Brady had a lot more to do with that national championship than uh orgeron so yes i well I, I made the joke on uh tuesday on our nfl recap pod that uh jamar chase and joe burrow uh carry ed orgeron the probably the worst college football coach to win a national championship ever and now they're dragging uh zach taylor's butt into uh uh nfl coaching relevancy when i think he's probably the worst nfl coach so uh hey joe burrow and jamar chase uh carrying bad coaches wherever they go to uh relevancy here but uh what about this spread here uh, i i think florida probably wins this game unless uh you know lsu comes up with some sort of heart that i had missed but uh 12 just seems like a, a bridge too far for me to want to take a team who has not shown the ability to really pass the ball all that well yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I still like Florida's offense. I think uh, this has been a team of bad breaks uh, in, yeah. in all their games this year. I think they've, they've had a lot of things that if, if just a couple things had gone their way, they, they, they could be undefeated here. Uh, so just really, really tough season for Florida. And I think this could be a game they turn it around. And, and actually, I think they could win big here. Yeah, do you? I, 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 it, I probably just am uh, – scared sighted wise by seeing a 12 point favorite in LSU. I, I probably should have looked up the last time LSU was 12 point dogs in Baton Rouge. Uh, that would have to be uh, well, probably bordering in Gary DiNardo territory. We know what happened a few weeks ago. The last time you talked to me into taking the Tigers in, the yeah. swamp in a night uh, game, or not, not the swamp, sorry, Tigers, yeah. Tiger stadium, but uh, well, they were winning at a point in that one, at least. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on to the uh, next, uh, I, I guess this is the big SEC game, uh, probably the Bama game. Uh, it is. I mean, it's hard to say that it is, but it is. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, 6-0 uh, and as they might be, uh, goes to Georgia. Uh, Georgia is a 21-and-a-half point favorite, probably 22 some places as well, uh, you know. Uh, and, and one thing I want to talk about real quick, who in their right mind schedules Florida – LSU and Georgia and back to back to back weeks. Well, uh, if they win it, we're going to have to talk about Kentucky <laughs> going into the playoffs. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what do you make of this? Kentucky got a chance here, or are you just this record uh, is shinier than what the actual team is? I think Georgia's going to flex here. Um, I'd be surprised if Kentucky gets into double digits. Uh, now, I don't know if Georgia will score enough to to cover this spread i could easily see this being a uh you know 21 to 3 so i i if i were going to take anything i'm not taking this just because that's way too big of a spread i would take georgia i i just don't like kentucky's offense that well uh and against what's proven to be the best defense in the country right now yeah uh i i, I don't think i touch the spread here just because 
that just seems like an awful, awful lot. Uh, but, you know, I, I really think Kentucky will struggle to score well, here. You know, I guess what is about three weeks ago, I, I thought, you know, 18 and a half. Sure, Arkansas can, can cover that spread, and, yeah. and they got just manhandled by Georgia. So we could see a similar outing again tomorrow for Georgia against Kentucky. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm at. I'm a little worried uh, that Kentucky turns the ball over. Georgia gets some free points there, and that's where that they, spread gets covered. They just uh, lean on that defense the rest yeah. of the game. And uh, if they get up in this, I, I don't foresee Kentucky to uh, really uh, be able to handle this. And, you know, uh, Kentucky is 6-0, and but, you know, they got that – Last second win versus Florida, which is, you know, it, it was a little fluky. Uh, just uh, that one, South Carolina game, 16-10, also was just a gross game that anybody could have won. And then you go back to even that Chattanooga game. Yeah. <laughs> they were battling tooth and nail with Chattanooga. Same with Mizzou game. So there's well, that's no, but it's like. That's what I was going to say. I think Mizzou may have the worst defense in the country, and I think they put the fewest points on them than anybody like all year. Yeah, Uh, uh, because I believe North Texas uh, scored more than 35 (laughs) last week on them. So, you know, that's that's what concerns me here. It's, you know, kudos to Kentucky for getting to that 6-0 mark. It's really, you know, a win is a win. Uh, You know, you can't really complain about – the margins that they're winning, but uh, I think they get a little bit exposed here and uh, we'll see if uh, they can continue to win. But uh, right now they probably have the uh, edge here for two out of the sec East. Uh, So uh, we'll see how this game goes down. We'll see if Kentucky can hang with uh, Georgia who's uh, looked nothing but really, really good uh, so far this year. Uh, Our next game up here, I'm really interested in this one. BYU coming off that tough loss to Boise State. Uh, uh, You know, Boise seemed to have finally found their run game in that one. Uh, They hadn't found it all season long. They finally hit it and, you know, uh, BYU couldn't cover it. Baylor, once again, uh, a good game last week, uh, continues to look really, really good. They just uh, annihilated uh, West Virginia in that one. So uh, this Baylor team, it, I don't really know how to sort of handicap them because I don't know if they have a lot of talent on it quite yet, but they're a good football team. They win games. And overachieving for sure. Yeah, uh, and so, you know, BYU, I, I, I think these two teams are really sort of similar here. Uh, five and a half for Baylor. Uh, this is BYU going on the road here. I, I do find it a bit confusing that somehow Arizona State is ranked two or three spots ahead of BYU, uh, though they both have one loss, and they legitimately just played three weeks ago, and uh, BYU handed it to them. I'm not going to go into rankings or anything uh, diatribe but uh seems a little confusing that you have a head-to-head matchup uh three weeks ago and yet the team who won that is three spots behind the other one but um, that goes to show you how many games that the voters are actually watching yes i know uh all right so baylor five and a half byu goes there uh what do you think of this one uh i i I, uh this is a good game you know i i i they're they're too similar, you know. Tough tough teams. They're uh, grinded out teams. Uh, BYU's offense, I think, has proven a little bit more consistent than Baylor's. Uh, but Baylor can make some big big 
big turnover plays, game-changing plays. Uh, so, you know, they both got the, the one loss. So we'll see who bounces back the best. But I'd have to lean BYU for sure. Yeah, I, I think I was leaning BYU, and then I was just like, eh, you know, I, I might trust this Baylor team. I don't know why, uh, but they've just been spunky. I, I figure I look at them a little like Kentucky. Like, uh, I don't quite know how they're doing it, but they're doing it every week, so you might as well just adjust in your head what you think of it, uh, however it gets done. But uh, I, I was really more so impressed with the the Baylor game last week uh, where yeah. they just annihilated West Virginia. Now, granted, that was one of those where West Virginia crosses uh, half the country to go play Baylor. Uh, you know, uh, that's what you get when you're playing a coastal team into a Midwest-South uh, team. So, you know, anyway, I, I just – I couldn't quite pull the trigger on a side here. I I'd probably lean BYU getting the points because I, I just think these teams are really sort of similar in their play style. So I, I think it'll be a really tight, close game. The only thing that would give me a little bit of concern is uh, you did see the BYU defense uh, give up rush yards to Boise State. Yep. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's Boise State, you know, finding their offense a little bit and you don't sort of hammer that. But uh Maybe it's a trend also for BYU's defense to start to break down a little bit. So I, I lean BYU plus the five, but uh, I, I probably couldn't pull the trigger on either side of this uh, really well. But uh, really entertaining game that uh, should be uh, fun to watch. Uh, next up, Big 12 matchup, TCU versus Oklahoma. Uh, TCU has owned Texas uh, throughout the years, has not been able to own Oklahoma all that much uh, throughout the years. Uh, certainly uh, since Lincoln Riley has taken taken over uh they were a little bit better under the uh bob stutes uh institution but uh anyway this is 13 and a half uh i'm assuming it's going to be mostly caleb williams here uh playing yeah. uh, quarterback for oklahoma uh so what do you make of this game now so i didn't pick this one straight up i do have it in a parlay that i've got oklahoma uh i think i got him at minus 12 um but I, I like Oklahoma here. I think this might be the first one they're supposed to win big and they come out and win big. I think they've made the change. Their offense started clicking. And uh, I think we're going to see the Oklahoma of, of years past just come out and put 40 or 50 on a really actually bad TCU defense. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm thinking here. It, it's going to go one way or the other. Either we're going to get the Oklahoma rolling to, you know, about 60 uh, points old school style. They probably give up 30 or 40, but, uh, you know, they put it on TCU pretty good offensively, or we get the opposite. Uh, you know, Caleb is a true freshman quarterback here. So, you know, as good as he was in that Texas game, uh, maybe he comes a little bit back down to earth. In uh, TCU, well, their defense has not been that good. Uh, they do run some, you know, tricky formation and blitz packages that uh, uh, a freshman quarterback like that probably has not seen in his lifetime. So I I'm thinking either this is going to be a, a runaway blowout game or Caleb will probably be really bad and uh, TCU can take that. So that's why I was a little bit reticent. I, I want to see the quarterback uh, play another game or two uh, before I go full bore into Oklahoma is going to uh, light the big 12 on fire here uh, just yet, uh, especially since they were down 28 seven in that Texas game. And then you go back before that and they've been uh, really, really poor. Now, since Caleb came in there, uh, 
they have only rolled on offense. So, you know, you judge of that what you will, but uh, I, I just wanted a, one more look at this Oklahoma team before, you know, I totally flipped the page over and was like, okay, Oklahoma's offense is really back uh, to rhythm here. Uh, TCU's been hot and cold. You mentioned uh, their defense has been really, really poor. They did get that uh, nice win last week versus Texas Tech, putting 52 on them. So it'll be interesting if that offense uh, sort of can carry TCU in this game a little bit, uh, even though we've seen the uh, Oklahoma defense uh, play better of late, uh, discounting that Texas game last week. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the Pac-12, and uh, we'll go up UCLA, riding up to Washington here. Uh, UCLA coming off uh, uh, win versus Arizona, coming off that loss to Arizona State, uh, you know, Washington had a bye week, so they got a, had an open week after coming off that loss to Oregon State here. Uh, what do you make of this game? I'm just curious if you think UCLA can continue uh, to roll here, or are they going to struggle here going on the road up north? I, I looked at this, wanted to take UCLA, and then realized that there's just a big red, you know, stay away sign on this game because that, that going up to Washington is just always a trap game for – for, you know, Pac-12 leaders. Uh, that's just somewhere that they go to lose. Uh, so I'm, I'm not making a play on this one for sure. Uh, but Washington's playing a little better than they did earlier in the year. Uh, still not great. Like you said, they dropped that one to Oregon State, but they've had a bye to recover and just getting them at home is tough. Yeah. I, I think if they hadn't had the bye, I'd be a little bit more uh, pushing towards that UCLA with this low number at uh, one and a half here. It, it's just like, I want to do it so bad, but, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's essentially breaking every rule that I think I've told you the last uh, two years about yeah. don't mess with Southern teams going up into that Northern region. It always ends badly. You'll turn on Especially the game. later in the year. Yeah. It, you'll turn on the game. It'll be rainy. It will be windy. And, uh, these Southern teams will just want to catch a flight back home and, uh, not really care about this game. So I, I'm really curious to see how this UCLA game plays out. I'm like you. I, I just, I banned myself from uh, taking this game. Now uh, I'm going to have to continue to tell myself that because uh, I will say this probably is going to end up uh, working its way into a, <laughs> uh, a parlay into my head here, especially if that number goes up any there hasn't been a lot of action on this game uh, on the Washington side, but uh, I was sort of hoping it could creep up into a, a three-like number, and then I might be all over it. But uh, I, I don't think anybody trusts Washington enough uh, to put enough money on them. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Probably just stay away from this game. Don't mess with Southern teams going up north in here. But uh, I, I will say I, the uh, one-and-a-half plus is staring a big hole in my brain. Well, I tell you what, if if Washington was getting a little bit more, I'd probably lean to taking them. Would like you? if they were getting three and a half, I would probably lean Washington here. All right. So those are our games that aren't in our pick slate. Yep. Uh, we're going to go into our picks this week, and we'll preview uh, some of the games off our picks this week. Uh, so why don't you start us out uh, with your first pick of the week? Uh, this one, I really like this one. I've got Army plus 14 at Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, they lost a, a game a few weeks ago to Ball State. Pretty ugly. But other than that, this Army team's played really well this year. And uh, Wisconsin can't do much of anything offensively. So, uh, 
I like the 14 points here for sure. Uh, Army may not win this game, but uh, I definitely don't think Wisconsin's going to beat them by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it. I'm on this one as well. Uh, I have Army plus the 14 here. I mean, you talked about it. Wisconsin has been uh, absolutely uh, atrocious on offense pretty much all season long. Uh, you know, uh, last week at Illinois uh, was probably their best offensive output, and they uh, won 24 nothing. And uh, a lot of that was due to their defense um, <laughs> shutting Illinois down. It wasn't uh, a, a once again a real offensive game for Wisconsin. You mentioned the tough loss to Ball State, but uh, Army has had a bye week. Uh, they're coming off a bye going into Wisconsin. I think this would. I think that ball skate game was a, a result a little bit of them looking ahead and wanting that Wisconsin game, uh, thinking they could probably, uh, at that point, think they could run the table if they could yeah. beat that Wisconsin team. And uh, they just sort of uh, lost control of that ball state team, who's uh, starting to play some good football too. I, I mean, you yeah. know, I, I don't totally downgrade it. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned it uh, the week before that. They played Miami of Ohio, uh, beat them pretty easy. So, you know, definitely uh, will be interesting to see how this uh, game plays out. But uh, like you, I, I think that 14-point spread, way, way too big uh, for this game because I'm not sure this game might not even get to 14 points, uh, really. Uh, they might be trading uh, punts in the uh, middle of the field the whole time. Well, well I was going to say, what's the over-under on run plays in this game, 80? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if 80 plays will happen. <laughs> it will probably be uh, 25 run plays and 30 overall plays uh, in this game because my guess is Wisconsin does not want that offense uh, out there exposed uh, too much. So, uh, yeah, I I'm with you. 14 points just seemed like a whole lot, a, a little bit of an overreaction uh, to that Ball State loss yeah. uh, for Army. Uh, I mean – before that, I, I think this line would have been hovering in, in seven, eight-point territory there uh, if that Ball State loss doesn't happen. Yeah, definitely. I, I Probably even less than a touchdown because Army would, uh, I mean, still be rolling into this week seven undefeated at this point if they didn't have that Ball State loss. And Wisconsin's got the two ugly ones, so – uh, but yeah, 14. I like it. Taking it all yeah, day. Me too. So uh, we're both on that one. A mutual army plus the 14. Uh, my first pick, we don't have to talk about this game too much, though it's a pretty big game in the Mac. Uh, though after last week, uh, I I'm borderline uh, in a ban of uh, betting on Mac games because uh, just when you think you know the Mac, uh, you don't know the Mac. Uh, yeah, I, I came into this season, you know, I, I made a lot of money on the Mac last year. I I was like, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of plays in the Mac. Well, it has been more unpredictable than any other conference in the country right now. So, uh, yeah, it might be a good stay away conference. All right. So I'm going to go with Kent State plus a seven over Western Michigan Kent's here. Good. Uh, uh, this is probably dangerous territory because Kent State has played two good games in a row and Western Michigan has played uh, a poor game in a row, which probably means a uh, max style. Western Michigan is going to roll by 35 points in this game. But uh, anyway, I, I think Kent State getting seven in this one. Uh, I think from what we've seen uh, to start the max season, Kent State's probably played the best of anyone we've seen. Now, uh, 
take of that what you will, because uh, one week Western Michigan looks like uh, they are world beaters coming off. They have a win versus Pittsburgh. Uh, they had a good win the week before going in, into Miami of Ohio and then uh, get rolled by, uh, I think it was Ball State last week. So uh, it, it's just hard to predict, but uh, Kent State has seemed to be the most consistent coming off a really good win versus Buffalo. So uh, I, I like that plus seven there. All right, well, my next pick, uh, I'm going to go against my team here. It hurts me, but uh, the way I look at it, I'll be happy with uh, – or somewhat happy with either outcome. I'm going to take Ole Miss minus three-and-a-half at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee fans are getting really fired up. Sellout crowd, checker kneeling. Uh, I just – you know, I think injuries and depth are going to be a big factor in what is probably going to be a shootout. So you're going to need those bodies to throw out there, and I think that's where Ole Miss is going to have the edge, uh, especially at running back. Tennessee's got, you know, their top two starters are are you know playing with some injuries. They may not play, may not play, uh, and I I think it could be close for the first half, but I think this is one that Ole Miss pulls away by a few touchdowns in the end. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm really, really close to grabbing Old Miss here, uh, especially if this thing stays under three. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I got it at three and a half early, but yeah. it's dropped since then. I think it's yeah, two and I know. A half the I just the money is flying in on uh, Tennessee right now, and you know, I, I just they've played well. The offense has looked great, but uh, you against know, against Missouri, against South Missouri, Carolina, against Missouri and South Carolina. What are you know we gauging that with? Uh, you know. Two weeks ago when they were getting rolled by Florida, nobody was, you know, really hyped. And now, you know, we win two games, we score 50 points, and everybody's, you know, thinking we're ready to win the SEC East here. And I, you know, I think if this was in and around your territory, uh, in the fours, I'd be a little bit less likely to take it just because this very much has the possibility of being very similar to that Arkansas game where yeah. basically everybody's just trading scores. No one's stopping anyone. Uh, and uh, whoever has the ball last is going to win. And you're, there's no telling if it's going to be seven, it's going to be one, it's going to be three. It's just who has the ball last. But uh, with this going under three, I, I just, it, it's starting to pull my eye uh, towards old miss here. Uh, now, I wanted to get a little bit to the total here. I think we both passed on it because we are a little bit scared. This does end up in the 40s, uh, but uh, 82 and a half, uh, that's ludicrous for an over-under. Yeah. Uh, you should basically take the under just on principle in this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm very mad at myself that I haven't taken that yet. I just, I can't do it. I, I Everything that I know from, you know, my few years of picking games against the spread is, you always take this under. Odds are you're going to hit, but I've seen both of these teams play defense. Uh, I've seen the way their offensive runs, you know, they'll run 10 plays in, yes. you know, 45 seconds. Uh, this has all, all the showings of it being another 100 point plus game like Arkansas missed last week. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, you know, principle wise, you should probably take the under. Uh, but, uh, if you've watched these two teams play, and uh, I, I think Old Miss has decided to go back to uh, last year's form where uh, we're just going to score points. And uh, if we give up a big play every third play on defense, uh, it's okay. And uh, I think 
Tennessee's secondary is get, uh, uh, they can try, but they do give up that big play every third play. <laughs> yeah, I think their main goal is just to get the uh, the Heisman for their quarterback this year now, now that they've yeah, lost I know. Alabama. So. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but uh, if it stays under three, uh, I, I'm probably going to lean old Miss here. Uh, just crazy that this has gotten uh, that low. Uh, so uh, that's going to be a fun game, I think, but uh, don't expect uh, defense in that one. All right, uh, next up for me, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, plus five versus Pittsburgh here. You know, I, I mentioned it when we opened the show. A lot of people really are big on this Pittsburgh team. Uh, I mean, I, 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 saw, I saw a couple people's power rankings uh, where they have Pittsburgh in the top, like, 15 of their power rankings. And you know, I, I, I'm just not totally sold on this. I, I think still, if you put a little pressure on him, uh, they will fold and crumble. Now, uh, that being said, uh, after watching Virginia Tech uh, fold and crumble last week to Notre yeah. Dame, I'm not quite sure this is the team to do it. Uh, but I, I'm just riding Virginia Tech here. They're both 1-0 and still in the ACC. I, I know Virginia Tech has had, uh, I, I think, two losses in a row. But granted, those are non-conference losses, and they don't factor all that much. Uh, so I think this is a big game here. I think it'll be a close game because uh, I just don't see Pittsburgh uh, being able to beat Virginia Tech plus five uh, from what I've seen from the Virginia Tech defense, uh, despite uh, a uh, fourth-quarter meltdown last week. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, so what do you got next? Um, let's see. We'll go with um, – we'll go to this one next. I like uh, Kansas State plus the seven at home versus Iowa State. Uh, I've been off Kansas State for a few weeks now. Uh, I was a big fan of this team. They, they let me down a couple times. But uh, I like them getting the touchdown at home uh, against uh, Iowa State team. It's definitely not what they had hoped they could be at the beginning of the year. Uh, so – yeah, they've only got that one loss uh, early on, but they haven't really played a whole lot else. And Kansas State's been tested quite a bit, so I like Kansas State getting the points here. Yeah, this was an interesting game. I, I really want to take Kansas State here, uh, but, you know, this is where, like, preseason hype uh, gets in your head, uh, and you got to, like, filter out uh, from what everything has been said in the preseason about Iowa State to legit what you've seen uh, so far in the uh, – you know, regular season. I've watched Iowa State play. Uh, they lost to Baylor outright. They got mauled by Iowa. They struggled with UNI. Uh, their big wins are they went to UNLV and annihilated them. And then they had a big win last week versus Kansas. Uh, that tells me nothing. Uh, it tells me K-State, who was, you know, a score away from Oklahoma, uh, you know, beat Nevada, who has looked better and better each week, has that win over Stanford. They are the better football team so far this yeah. year playing out. Uh, so why would they be getting plus at home uh, other than what you believed in the preseason that this Iowa State team uh, is a challenger for the Big 12? And I just – I don't know. I haven't quite pulled the trigger on Kansas State. Uh, you are probably going with the smart decision here. Grab those points and uh, watch K-State probably beat up on this Iowa State team, who has basically been poor all year long, uh, except for UNLV and uh, versus Kansas last week. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like this pick. And uh, this one probably definitely will be in a parlay uh, tomorrow as well as I uh, unfold those. But uh, 
if you can sort of block out what you thought about Iowa State in the preseason, I, I think this is a no-brainer bet right here. Yep. All right, uh, next up uh, for me, speaking of the aforementioned UNLV, uh, I'm going to ride UNLV plus the seven versus uh, Utah State. Uh, Utah State got off to a pretty hot start on the season, uh, but has sort of fallen back to earth a little bit now that they've gotten into Mountain West play. Uh, now they'd have to fall back a lot to earth uh, to lose to <laughs> UNLV. Uh, but I think uh, this UNLV team can be spunky at times. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think if you jump on them early, they sort of fold over and quit. But if you let them in the game, uh, they get more and more confidence and can sort of play their way into it. So uh, I like this UNLV plus seven at home uh, versus Utah State here. Yeah, this is a UNLV team that can actually put up some points. So, Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got next? Uh, my next pick, I'm going to take uh, big favorites, uh, Western Kentucky, minus 12 and a half versus Old Dominion. Uh, I just I think Wisconsin or Western Kentucky's offense is going to dominate Old Dominion here. Although De Old Dominion's looked pretty scrappy in a few games this year. Yeah, so. uh, they were they were pumped up last week. Uh, 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 feisty Old Dominion team last week. Uh, I do think Western Kentucky probably uh, gets on track here. Uh, they probably had one of the hardest schedules. Uh, you know, in football to start the season. Uh, so now that they probably have these uh, lower tier teams, uh, I think they find their rhythm, uh, put together a win streak here. So uh, I, I think the only thing is uh, I'd be a little nervous of a backdoor from that old dominion. You know, you yeah. mentioned it. Uh, they were spunky last week. Uh, they've sort of been getting a, incrementally better each week. Uh, I think they've covered in back-to-back -back weeks as well. So uh, the only thing I'd be a little nervous here is a backdoor if uh, Western Kentucky gets on a, up on them uh, pretty quickly. Uh, next up for me, I'm going with Boston College uh, plus the three here Good versus game. NC State. Uh, this is one of the ones, uh, you know, that uh, conference schedule that uh, probably a pretty good game. I, I, I just don't understand why NC State's favored on the road in BC. Now, you know, granted, uh, BC doesn't have the uh, huge home field advantage here, but that's a tough road trip to go up to BC uh, for NC State. And I, I don't think these teams are all that very differently uh you know bc nc state probably very very similar so i think there's a lot of value here uh with this plus three versus bc yeah definitely i i like this boston college team they're having one of their best seasons than they've had in a long time and this acc is up for grabs yeah definitely so i mean uh they lost that tough game to uh clemson in a tight one but uh that's only one loss and i'm assuming pretty much everybody uh will end up with uh, a couple losses here in the acc uh except for maybe wake forest uh the the trendsetters of the uh acc here but uh yeah really interesting in this game but I, I think there's really good value in that plus uh three for boston college that might be my favorite uh pick uh so far this week what do you got up next uh, let's see. Up next, I like uh, – we're going back to the MAC. I'm going to take uh, a team that I haven't rode yet this year. I've actually was down on them in preseason, but I'm going to take them. Northern Illinois minus the nine versus Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green had that one random makes-no-sense game against Minnesota, and then they went right back to being the Bowling Green we all know and love. And Northern Illinois has played really solid the last few weeks, so I'm going to take them to win big over Bowling Green here. I'm surprised this is less than double digits. Yeah, uh, the, the, you know, I, I just I think don't think the odd makers have a clue what to do either. I, I think they see that weird, uh, you know, 
Bowling Green uh, win versus Minnesota and are like, uh, what is this? Uh, but then you got Northern Illinois who played bad for like two games and then has played good three games in a row after playing good to start the season. Uh, you know, it, it's just hot and cold. And then what do you do with Bowling Green who gives up uh, 40 points to Akron <laughs> last week? So uh, no telling what you're getting out of that. But uh, yeah, definitely Northern Illinois. Uh, I, I guess we sort of have to speak of them as maybe a contender in this uh, MAC. Uh, when I had him. Dead last in my preseason rankings of the MAC. Yeah, I know. I, I think everybody did. I I think we thought Northern Illinois, Bowling Green, Akron were going to be battling for worst team in basically college football with you know UConn and them, and yeah. somehow Northern Illinois might be battling for best team in the conference. So uh, that's what you get. That for, tells uh, the whole story right there. Yeah, uh, that's what you get for reading preseason stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, interesting pick there. Uh, we'll see if Northern Illinois can continue uh, their good play. Uh, next up uh, for me, I'm going to the Pac-12, and I'm going with Utah, uh, getting one point at home versus Arizona State. Uh, I'm just playing this that we've gotten two good Arizona State games in a row. That probably means number three we'll is not for a bad coming. One. Yeah, uh, that means number three is not coming. Uh, you saw them go on the road to BYU. They struggled on the road in BYU. Yep. Uh, so that tells me they're probably going to struggle uh, going on the road to Utah. Utah coming off probably their best offensive game in, uh, I don't know, uh, 10 years uh, since Alex Smith might have been there uh, versus USC last week. Uh, they actually had some passing game, which I have not seen in quite a long time. And uh, they ripped uh, USC to shreds uh, last week. So I like Utah getting one at home here versus uh, Arizona State. What do okay, you next? Uh, next up for me, I'm going to take uh, Fresno State minus three and a half going into Wyoming. These are both teams that have had – uh, some uglier games as of late, some letdowns and some closer ones than they should have been. Uh, but I, I still like this Bulldogs team, and I think uh, three and a half is a little small. Uh, they're going to beat this Wyoming team. Yeah, this was interesting because I, I, I marked this one uh, stay away right off the bat. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with this Fresno. This is a gut pick for me. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I just – I think it's because I don't know what's wrong with Fresno. They, they yeah. play so great, and then uh, – somehow play UNLV in Hawaii, and that turns into their downfall. They struggle mightily versus UNLV, needing, a, you know, two last-minute scores to win that game, go down to Hawaii. Uh, I'm still confused how they lost that game because uh, Hawaii has just been uh, brutal uh, so far this year. We'll get to that a little later, uh, foreshadowing here. And uh, where this uh, – I just don't understand this letdown by Fresno State. And then you had a, a Wyoming – who uh, started the season somehow scoring 50 points a game. And uh, we were all wondering uh, what the hell was going on because uh, they seem incapable of uh, scoring that kind of number. And then they sort of come back down to earth here. Yeah. Uh, plus this thing being in Laramie, I, I was just like, I want no part of this. I will watch, see what these teams do, and then gauge uh, from there uh, to see if Fresno can uh, sort of refine their uh, mojo there. But uh, really an interesting game. All right, uh, next for me, uh, we talked about it. I'm going with Nevada, minus 14 here versus Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii coming onto the mainland in Nevada. 
I think Nevada's sort of found their form here. I think they're going to roll. Uh, I, I don't look for this Hawaii team uh, whose quarterback is, is banged up uh, here to be able to cover this. I, I looked at this to be a, a pretty easy Nevada blowout here. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas A&M minus nine at Missouri. Uh, this Missouri defense is terrible. A&M's coming off a big win. I don't think they have too much of a letdown. I think they're going to get some momentum coming into this one, and they're going to they're going to win big. They're going to put up a lot of points at Missouri. Yeah, I, I was just uh, – I think I was a little scared of this A&M offense uh, being capable of doing what we saw them do last week uh, to Alabama uh, again. I, I don't know where that came from uh, considering uh, what we had seen uh, – basically all season long, uh, an inability to score points. But, uh, and then all of a sudden they're uh, hammering uh, huge offensive plays. Uh, magically, the quarterback can actually pass the ball down the field, uh, which he was entirely incapable of uh, the previous three weeks. So interesting there. Uh, I, I just didn't want to jump right out and grab on uh, A&M there uh, just because Really, they played one awesome game and five uh, totally poor ones. But, uh, yeah, if anyone's uh, offense is trying to get right, uh, the Mizzou is the uh, yep. right way to go. Uh, so uh, that'll be an interesting one. I'm curious to see what A&M uh, we get. Maybe this rolls them into uh, where we thought they would be, or uh, maybe it was – Let's just play uh, one game hard all season long and uh, roll around and have a four and 10 record and Trump our Alabama win. So uh, that should be interesting. All right. Uh, I got two uh, over-unders left on uh, my slate. Uh, the Western Michigan Kent State game. Uh, we talked about it. I'm going over on that on the 66 and a half. Uh, these are probably the two best offenses in the uh, MAC. Uh, so I think that one will be a high scoring one. And then lastly, uh, the aforementioned Alabama, uh, Alabama, Mississippi State at 58. I'm going under on that. Uh, Mississippi State uh, is probably one of the best defenses in football right now uh their secondary is elite uh you've seen the problems that alabama has really sort of had uh passing the ball uh deep uh, it's a lot of short passing games so i think uh miss state's corner should be able to handle that and i just think this will be a tight game played in the 20s and uh that being said i'm I haven't quite pulled the trigger yet, but uh, I'm really, really tempted to take uh, Mississippi State uh, plus, uh, you know, 17 and a half, 18 You don't, you don't think Saban's going to take out some aggression on Mississippi State this week? I don't know if it, they're, they can. I think this Mississippi State game can play this game tight. So I, I was curious what you thought of this. Yeah, I my instinct was to go to Alabama coming out and taking some frustration. Yeah. And win. But like you said, you know, ever since, I guess, the first half of the Florida game. Well, Ole Miss. Yeah. But <laughs> it scored on Ole Miss. But, but that's uh, – everyone can do that. <laughs> and even then, a lot of that was, you know, defense making big plays. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. It'll, I'm just going to sit back and watch that game. Yeah, I, I haven't pulled the trigger on that yet because uh, I don't know the last time I took against Alabama. It was probably in Saban's first year because uh, – I haven't trusted to go against them spread or not spread in uh, forever uh, because it's way too dangerous a game to play. But, uh, you know, it, it just seems like this matchup is 
a little bit closer than people might think. I, I know they think Mississippi State and, you know, Mike Leach is high-flying offense, but uh, this team is defensive-based. Uh, yeah. You know, they did shut down the aforementioned Texas A&M, and uh, that secondary is really, really good on this team. Now, they don't get a lot of pressure uh, on the quarterback, which might hurt them a little bit in this game. But, uh, yeah, I'm eyeing that spread, but uh, I'm not quite there. All right, what do you got up next? I got four picks left. Uh, for this next one, we're going to go who I think is the Mountain West favorites now. I'm going to take Boise State minus four at home versus Air Force. Uh, they've they've really figured things out. They've turned it around, and uh, – you know, they had a couple games early that were non-conference games they dropped, but I think they can still turn it around and get the conference win, and uh, I think they're going to roll over Air Force at home. Yeah, if this running attack continues like it did, uh, Boise State will be the best team uh, in that conference uh, once again. And, and you mentioned that they had some non-conference losses, but uh, every one of those was a, a last position game. They could yeah. just as easily be you know, uh, have a perfect record or one loss record here. So, uh, yeah, uh, like that. The only thing is Air Force is getting a little bit of trouble, but that's mostly uh, on the road there. But, uh, yeah, if uh, Boise's run game is back, uh, I look for them to dominate this one as well. What do you got next? Next up, I'm going to take Ball State minus three at a really poor Eastern Michigan game uh, team. So I think Ball State's going to dominate this one as well. Eastern Michigan, they're atop the Mac right now. <laughs> and uh, a solid four and two record. So uh, make of that what you will. Uh, Northern <laughs> Illinois and uh, Eastern Michigan, uh, the powers of the uh, Mac uh, right now. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned, I we talked about it, Ball State uh, playing really good football right now. Yeah. Uh, next up, I like Nebraska. I got them early at two and a half. I think this line is a little moved a little bit, uh, but I got them two and a half at Minnesota. Uh, this Minnesota team lost at home to Bowling Green, so not much of a home field advantage there, in my opinion. And I think this Nebraska team has really played hard all year. Uh, you know, Scott, they've ground, they've grinded out some games. They've been right there. They were right there against Oklahoma. Uh, but right versus Michigan this, last week, uh, just yeah. don't give the ball to Adrian Martinez and expect them to go win a game. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if this team had a quarterback, they would get two more wins this year. Yeah, I know. Uh, so. Uh, but this Minnesota team is very hot and cold, and the consistency, I think, of Nebraska is what's going to rule yeah. the day here. The defense Nebraska. has been good basically yeah. all season long. Uh, and then for my final pick, uh, oh, no, that's it. I got doubled up here. So, yeah, that's all my picks there. All right. So that's all 10. the Dynamite's picks. Uh, should be a good week of football. Be sure to look for us on Monday. We'll be back with our recap and review. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our football content. Uh, me and Achilles Rain will be here for our NFL show. We also got our NBA show as the NBA season kicks off. The Football. Yes, but the NBA is kicking off. You know you're going to be watching those Lakers. Uh, they're already getting hurt. Uh, the team of uh, the Blue Plate Special already getting banged up. The so, geriatric uh, Lakers. They've tried okay. this before. They have six Hall of Famers, uh, four of which uh, can no longer play basketball very well. But I'm, uh, I'm having Gary Payton, Carl Malone flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, you might so. Uh, uh, I don't think they don't even make it. Uh, Dwight and uh, DeAndre Jordan make it quite to that class. But uh, yeah, uh, should be an interesting season. Don't want to miss all that. So like and subscribe. Be sure to be ready for our recap and review show on Monday. That's our show. And we're out. 
Greenlight Network presents Football Time. 